Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Secret Language Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Vaughn, and as always, I'm joined by my fantastic host, Mr. Matt Vaughn. Matt, how you been doing, man? Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. We haven't actually talked at all since we recorded our last episode. So, like, how your first two weeks of school been? Um, very busy, and I'm already tired. That's yeah. probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, I haven't even started classes yet because Western has this ridiculously long break mm-hmm. that I don't quite comprehend. But yeah, so this week on our episode, we're going to be doing a part two of our last episode. Um, if you didn't listen to that, that's fine. Not a big deal. But we're going to be talking about what we would do if we could time travel. And in our last episode, we pretty well limited that to like historical events, historical figures. But now we're going to be talking exclusively about um, figures and events in the Bible. I'm trying to be very careful to use the word figures and events. That way it sounds historical and not like fictional. Mm -hmm. So call me on that. So right off the bat, Matt, if you could go back in time with your magic time traveling shoestrings, Mm. Who would you want to sit and talk to? Um, oh, rats. I think there are a few. I mean, there's obviously like, you know, meeting meeting God, you know, as, you know meeting the Son of God. That's a big deal. Um, so that's obviously like the top of the list. But outside of that... Um, I really admire people like like Nehemiah was like a really good leader. I think he'd be cool to talk to. Um, it really any of the prophets because I'm pretty interested to know like their personality types. Like Ezekiel had to do some crazy stuff, and for like it'd be interesting to me to figure out what kind of person is able to like withstand some of those things, you know. Oh, absolutely. What? How do you think Ezekiel would drink his coffee? Um, cook brewed over poop. That's a big, that, is, that is a biblical joke for for all of those willing willing to to. <laughs> I'll, I'll just live at that. <laughs> and probably just scalding hot, like to the point of danger. Yeah. Okay. I I think all the prophets are super interesting because they had to do a lot of really neat, challenging stuff. But for me, I think it'd be really interesting to go talk to King David like late in his life. Hmm. Because what's really neat about King David is how much of his life we have recorded for us. Like we hmm. catch pretty much all of it. We we're introduced to him as a young child and we pretty much have the majority of his life up until his death. And he did so much in that time you know he slayed goliath he spent some time in king saul's court he was anointed king he was king he did so much stuff Hmm. and i just think i would really like to ask how he managed to maintain that like spirit after god's own heart through all that time hmm because, you know, as a young person, that's something that I really am curious about. 
and I, I'd like to really make a conscious effort to like implement in my own life is how do I keep doing that even though life changes so much. Mm -hmm. And also I think it's easy for me to pick David because of how human he is. Like he's very, he's one of the more fleshed out figures in the Bible because we catch so much of his lifetime. Yeah. You know, he's not a character. It's like, Oh, he did this, this and this. And then like, we just move on to the next person. Like, we see like the ups and downs. Like we saw a lot of good things he did. We saw a lot of like sin and really big mistakes that he made. So it's, it's really easy to relate to David because of how much we have. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Another good question. Cause there's so much content here. What would you like to go back and like, participate in or be present for like an event um i would like to participate in a mundane ancient hebrew meal you've got you've, you've got a taste for the mundane with this going back in time thing i'm kind of in this slice of life kind of kind of stint recently i mean i think like i think I just went to a restaurant the other day with a bunch of guys and it was like, um, there's not really much form to most meals that I think most Americans eat. And then even like in a formal setting, it's like you have different courses if you're like really, really hoity toity, but it's kind of it. And I'd, I would be very interested to see what like a, what a, a shared meal would typically look like in like an average Jew household back then. Cause like, you know, sharing, sharing a meal and eating together is like a very intimate, very intimate. It's a very distinctly human thing that everybody does. Everybody. And different cultures obviously have different takes on that. I think it'd be kind of neat. Oh, absolutely. Like what time period are you thinking there? Um, it depends on what you're hungry for, I guess. Cause like eating during Solomon's time probably would have been pretty good. Yeah. But like, probably. you know, it'd be cool to see, um, when different time periods had different effects, like the intertestamental period, you get some like Greek influences in your cooking, you know, maybe, I don't know. Um, I love Greek food. I'm interested in, in what they ate. So that's that would, that's where I'm at. I would like some figs, some dates. Do you think that that would be much different? I mean, it would be to some extent, but how different that would be compared to like a traditional, like kosher diet here in America? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean like the method, the methods they're cooking it. You know, the the stuff yeah. they have available, the stuff that grew back then, or where they're at, or what they could. I mean, there's like a, a lot less import export kind of stuff, you know? So, um, I'm down for some flatbread though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be super interesting because like you said, it's such a human experience. It's something that is so intimate that you really get a good idea of how people live based on just the way hmm. they ate. Yeah. Or even if like, 
if I'm forced to have a bigger answer, like the Passover, any, any Passover, not even like the first one, but, um, any kind of like one of those feast days, it's like a, their celebration, you know, nationwide, that'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. The feast would be something else because not just, is it that like, you're not just partaking that meal with them, but you're also participating in like a big piece of their culture. Like it's a big event on top of something so like personal and intimate. Mm-hmm. It gets a, a good contrast of both. I think for myself, what I'd be really interested in like being a part of is in like Exodus 19, I think, where the people of Israel are standing at the base of the mountain and God's presence comes before him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're sitting, they're all standing there and the mountain starts like shaking. The sky goes dark. There's, you know, smoke and lightning, all that. And then Moses calls on the name of the Lord and the Lord answered in thunder. I find that particularly profound, I guess. Mm-hmm. To be a part of that, like it would really like shake you to your core what that would be like to be present when God speaks. Mm. Like, and I know that the people were literally scared to death. They, they came to Moses afterward and said, hey, don't do that again. We thought we were going to die. You talk to God and you just relay the message. But, you know, I think it'd be interesting from the people of Israel's standpoint here that they've been brought out of captivity, but I wonder how much of the details the people actually had, because we're talking about a pretty large, you know, we're talking about a pretty big group of people. Mm -hmm. Like how much did like your average person know about what Moses was really up to? Like reading the passages, reading the, you know, reading it. We, we got, we know what Moses is doing. We know what he's up to. We know what's going on, but your average person is probably like, Oh yeah, God's behind this. And like, you kind of see it from afar, but then to have, to see Moses call on the Lord, you're like, I don't know what you're expecting. Cause mm-hmm. these people would have come from a pagan background in Egypt. They would have seen probably plenty of people call on their gods and nothing happened. But then all of a sudden God answers Moses back in the form of thunder uh, that would have, you know, completely rattled you to your core. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's, that's, that's always something I've kind of, I, I think maybe the reason I find that interesting is because I find it particularly difficult in my own kind of faith, I guess, to see where God speaks to us, mm. you know? You know, people will use that phrase like, oh, I'm listening to what God has to say to me. Yeah. I I find that particularly troubling for myself because I don't know how much of that is really God speaking to us or is people making things up. So like to be in a circumstance where you know for sure that God is speaking, that would be pretty, pretty fantastic. Hmm. Hmm. That'd be, that would just really 
really shake you up. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think so. I mean, kind of in the same way with like what happened to Saul when he turned into Paul. Hmm. You know, like he he'd been devout. Like he knew all about the law and the prophets. He knew everything going into that. But like. Jesus actually coming to him made a bigger difference, I guess. Yeah. And it does kind of go to show that it, it is a heart and like willing willingness issue because the Israelites saw that and those same that same generation died in the wilderness because they didn't trust that God could give them the land. And Paul, you know, similar situation, sees God, sees his glory, but he chooses to trust in God. So, you know, it's kind of like what Jesus says, you know, it's like, they're like, oh, give us a sign, show us a cool trick, you know? And Jesus says, like, it's not going to change anything, you know? Uh, yeah. You had the law and the prophets. Why don't you listen to them? Right. I'm not trying to, to preach a sermon, but I think it's definitely an important point to consider. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's so neat, I think, to think about what it would be like to have lived or existed at any point in that time. Mm-hmm. Just based on the history that we have and then trying to base that on top of the Bible, like kind of superimposing those two on top of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have, like the Romans were great about keeping history, which is sweet. Like it's a really neat thing because the Bible is really great about, you know, keeping the details that we need for salvation. That's what we have. But a lot of like the details about like the life and the state of the world at that time, we're not really given that. Mm-hmm. So I, I have this massive reading list this year of books that I'd like to read. And I would like to try to read The Antiquities by Josephus. Oh. I'm not sure how ambitious of a, of a pursuit that's going to be, but I might give it a go. Hmm. So I don't know. We'll see how that – if I win and if I get around to it, I don't know if it'll be like really tough to read or not. I mean, I think it'd be, you know, if the ambition is there, the mountain cannot be too tall. Um, but I call that a proverb. I also call that it's 12, 12, uh, midnight here. And I have, I just had a lot of food, so my brain's doing some interesting thought processes right now. Oh, I'm sure. But um, I know it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode because my battery is about dead. Um, But if you have any more questions, now would be the time. Well, nothing super relevant to the Uh, point of the podcast. Okay. I do have some additional comments and a question to ask you, not regarded to this topic. Bring it. Okay. First off, I've had dinner the past two nights with Iggy and Granddaddy, which Mm -hmm. is awesome and very pleasant. Those are our grandparents, by the way. Yes. Iggy is the first sound that came out of my mouth, and I'm the first grandchild, so it stuck. 
Anyways, you know, she sends me home with all the leftovers. And in that is pretty much an entire blueberry pie. Oh. And I told, I told them what you did last time there was a blueberry pie involved. I don't really so remember what I did. My Matt was up visiting and, you know, we went and had dinner and Iggy made a blueberry pie and she said, Matt, I want you to take this with you, you know, have this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were very grateful. You love yourself a nice blueberry pie. Yes. But I, at some point over that weekend or whatever, I was like, Hey Matt, can I have a piece of that pie? And you said, not a chance, brother. I'm taking it back to Florida with me and you can't have any of it. Did I say that? I mean, you didn't say that verbatim, but you oh. definitely didn't let me have any of the pie. I don't even... A blue, I thought that was a derby pie. Whatever it was, you didn't let me have any of it. And I was a little upset. Well, the only so, thing, the only reason I think that is because blueberry pie is a little ambitious to eat while driving. <laughs> um, yeah. Derby pie kind of has a little more form, a little more substance. Blueberry pie, you, you kind of got to have to have a spoon. Regardless, I'm just here to kind of <laughs> rub it in your face that I uh, have like half of a blueberry pie. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. And apart from that, I, I really would like your advice on something. Okay. I am stuck in somewhat of a musical rut right now. Mm. Um, I'm at that point where I'm basically just listening to the same stuff over and over again, and I'm kind of tired of it. Okay. But... I can't come up with any new ideas on my own and Spotify isn't giving me any particularly awesome suggestions. Okay. So I was wondering if you had like an album or an artist to check out that might bring me out of this terrible position I'm in. Oh, oh, oh yes. Yes, I do. And it depends on what kind of little, 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 uh, little genres you're interested in. I have Pers- been in a lot of uh, – go ahead. Personally, I've been on a bit of a big indie stint recently. Okay. Um, but also a little bit of a lo-fi – not lo-fi hip-hop, but lo-fi folk. folk. Um, so, are those two – like can – are people doing those together? Oh, my friend, my friend. Look up the band called uh, Howdy. H O V V D Y. It's like a hipster way ah, to do yeah, a yeah. W. Um, Gregory Allen Isakov. Yes. Absolute G. Um, okay. He's got some really baller stuff. Uh, I've been listening to a band called Sales. They're more of the lo fi kind of thing. And they're super simple little two minute little ditties. Um, but they just kind of put you in a really interesting, very unique headspace. Um, so they're very good. I heard a song the other day in Ikea. Ow. Why were you in an Ikea? Long story. But the point is they only had like five songs to test out their Bluetooth speakers. And one of them was actually a bop. It was called Short Court Style by Natalie Prass. And I heard like 30 seconds of it. But I was was doing a little bit of a head bob in Ikea because of it. So I... I would check those out. Okay. Um, I know that you have kind of been in a folk little bit thing for yourself. Mm-hmm. And 
I would like to suggest some very like classical folk music. Hmm. I am a bit of a sucker for like old Bob Dylan. Oh, really? Which I've kind of briefly shared with you, but not a ton. And you you mentioned your interest in f- folk music. Hmm. And I recently stumbled across an old album of his from like 1963-ish called The Free Wheelin' Bob Dylan. Oh, I've heard and I've heard of that. It's pretty good. It's it's you know it's pretty much like Bob Dylan, a guitar and a harmonica singing into a tin can. Yeah. But some of the songs are actually really good, but like the big thing is just like his lyrics are just that's the draw of the music. If you hmm. really dig like deep, complicated musical themes, you're barking up the wrong tree. But I'll leave that where that is. Okay, okay. Uh, speaking of music, I've recently released two new songs in the past like couple weeks that I'm very happy about. I have not listened to the second one, but I can attest that the first one he's referring to is an absolute banger. Oh, well, I think you'll like the second one a little more, actually, Jess. Um, I wrote it in like two hours because I was I was uh, having a bit of a headache and I needed to like just like explode a little bit. Um, yeah. And I wrote it about my little siblings, and uh, it was I was kind of choking up when I was writing the lyrics, but it's a very fun song. Don't let don't let don't let me undersell it. It's called Pictures in My Wallet. It's on YouTube and it's on SoundCloud under the name Ezra Glenn pictures in my wallet it's a it's a bit of a two n's g-l-e-n-n okay because sometimes i look you up and i always get that spelled wrong i know you're my brother but there's like you know the street names are always just one in i got you yeah i'm i'm guessing i have like two seconds on my battery life all right um it's it's kind of it's kind of uh Low alert. Yeah. My charger's three four three floors below me, I think. So Oh dear. Where are you are you recording from like fourth story? Fourth floor study room? Yeah, it's empty all the time. So Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Well, I'm glad that this has gone well. I feel like my audio is gonna be quieter than yours, but that's okay. We can figure that out in post. Yeah, but you got it. Thank you, as always, for listening to our podcast. Yes, um, yes, yes. If you enjoyed us, you know, you can rate us if you want to. I haven't even looked if anyone's given us a rating, so you're not hurting my feelings any. We're talking to you, Carly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, holler at us if you liked it. If you want to hear us talk about something in particular, we can probably make that happen. Um, We're probably going to be hitting somewhat of an irregular recording schedule since I will start classes next week. As mentioned, Matt has already been in classes for two weeks, but we're going to do our best. Um, That's about it. Matt, you got anything else? Uh, No. (laughs) All right. Keeping it simple. Okay. Goodbye, folks. Yes. He's he's been Matt Vaughn. (laughs) And... uh, Arrivederci. Yep.